Ohio Habla es un podcast que nace del proyecto Narrativas Orales de Latinos en Ohio, Oral Narratives of Latinos en Ohio. Exploramos la experiencia latina con entrevistas en español, inglés y spanglish. Bienvenidos a Ohio Habla. Soy Elena Fowles y hoy me acompaña la doctora Ana Berríos Allison. La doctora Ana Berríos Allison is a licensed professional counselor at the Ohio State University. Her experience in higher education includes career counseling, individual and group counseling, suicide prevention, and teaching in the counseling education programs at OSU. Her counseling interests relate to the influence of family dynamics in career decision-making, career and wellness, career transitions, spirituality, as well as multicultural counseling. Ana, bienvenido a este episodio. Muchas gracias. Over the past few years, there has been an increased awareness of the need to destigmatize mental health. While the prevalence of mental health is similar in every cultural group, the concerns, experiences, and coping strategies might not be the same. Mm -hmm. Ana, can you talk to us about some of the common challenges many Latinos and Latinas face in regard to mm -hmm. mental health? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, thanks for the question. I think it's important nowadays to really talk about these things. Um, I think it's a combination of factors. Um, it certainly is true that Latinos are not that different when it comes to mental health and other um, groups mm -hmm. in their experience, but the challenge is that we need to understand that Latinos experience pain differently, mm -hmm. understand it differently, mm -hmm. cope with it differently, and in, even there's help-seeking patterns are different. You know, and I think it's very important that Latinos understand that mental health matters. It's like if your brain is sick, you will go and treat it, mm -hmm. you know. And what happened with Latinos is that they act very much last minute, mm -hmm. you know. When things are not working out, that's when they are like, oh, my God, we need to do something. Uh, prevention, I think, is key for Latinos. Education is key for Latinos. And there's a lot of things, for example, some of the challenges that I was thinking about. Shame, mm. guilt. Uh, a lot of Latinos believe that having a mental health illness um, is a shameful event. Mm -hmm. uh, they even feel guilty and responsible that they may pass it on to the next generation mm. because it runs in their families. Uh, certainly another challenge because of this issue is labeling, mm -hmm. you know, being perceived as locos mm -hmm. uh, or going to a loquero, mm -hmm. you know, even taking medication. So there's certainly there's so much stigma mm -hmm. about about that um, stereotyping. You know, it's a white thing. It's mm -hmm. a very luxury thing that we don't we don't do that. Mm -hmm. um, Lack of education, probably that's one of the biggest things in Latinos, especially when they immigrate to the United States for the first time, they may start experiencing anxiety or depression or post-traumatic stress. 
and they don't know how to name mm. those experiences, mm -hmm. you know, and usually they are kind of quiet and they don't say anything. So um, educating the population, naming those signs and symptoms and being aware of those, uh, add to that uh, the poor access to mm -hmm. services. You know, they don't know where to go. Right. And even if they go, um, how can we ensure that the service is really cultural sensitive, mm -hmm. cultural competent, mm -hmm. right, that will really serve uh, the way Latinos experience their pain? Um, you know, we could even talk about, um, because of, generally speaking, of course, uh, they tend to be in low-skill jobs, low-paid jobs, Um, sometimes uh, they don't have insurance. Right. I would say most of the time they may not have insurance. So mm -hmm. um, they're concerned also about affordability and mm -hmm. how am I going to pay for this and things like that. They're not aware about the uh, Affordability Care Act, for mm -hmm. example, that their children may actually qualify for. Um, what else there? Uh, misdiagnosis. Sometimes mm -hmm. even if they go the way we talk, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, Tengo un ataque de nervios, right? Uh, a counselor may believe that's like really, okay, my nervous system, <laughs> you know, when, when they're really referring to depression or mm. things like that. Mm -hmm. So they may be uh, misdiagnosed sometimes. And last but not least, you know, another challenge that I see is um, there's a lot of, and we can talk about this later maybe, you know, but um, some of the concerns, you know, like the domestic violence or mm -hmm. things like that, they are afraid of, um, what's the word I want, reporting mm -hmm. to the police mm -hmm. because of fear of deportation. Mm -hmm. You know, so again, it's a combination of factors, right. I think, that are very challenging and, and, and stereotype. Um, would, yeah. you, would you say that related to that, especially when you mentioned um, a little bit ago about um, new immigrants that come and, um, and you know, the transition to be in, yeah. in a new place, not mm -hmm. knowing the language, the culture, et cetera, and not really, um, and, you know, you as a counselor or, you know, us and in uh, the U.S., uh, we could understand that some of those, um, experiences might lead to yeah. isolation, depression, and, and things like that. Would you say, too, that because they don't want to seek help or they don't know that they need help or they don't know how to seek help, that um, that leads to substance abuse? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, substance abuse is usually what we call a dual diagnosis, which means that Uh, because we don't know how to cope with our depression and our pain. Mm -hmm. um, Latinos tend to self-medicate, mm -hmm. and alcohol certainly helps to numb the mm -hmm. pain. Mm -hmm. And what we don't understand is that alcohol is a depressor mm -hmm. at the same time. So then we enter into this cycle that we don't know how to how to use it, you know, so we tend to abuse it. Abuse it right. I, I find also... Oops, sorry. That, uh, for example, not only alcohol, but cutting, you know, um, mm. there's a lot of cutting and that's mm -hmm. ways of releasing the pain and the cut that does that for people. So what happens is we need to teach mm -hmm. um, Latinos and not only Latinos, I mean, the, the community in general, how to cope, but in a healthy way. Yeah, in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. 
Ana, we're familiar with the dicho, la ropa sucia oh, se lava en casa. Absolutely. No? Uh, and is this idea, mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry, yeah. let me ask a question. Mm -hmm. um, and this idea is getting in the way of seeking treatment, right? Absolutely. We don't want people to know our business. Yes. Nope. Uh, how can we reduce the stigma in yeah. our communities? Uh, it's interesting, though, because Latinos is a community that is very private, but at the same time, the coping could be very public because Latinos tends to uh, cope with friends and with families, you know, so it's always the community-oriented. Uh, it, it's kind of a paradox sometimes, uh, but certainly uh, privacy is very important. You are taught if you're less acculturated and less assimilated that you don't air your business um, out. So the first thing is Latinos need to understand that counseling is confidential. Mm -hmm. It's a service that is confidential. Um, well, there are certain exceptions, of course, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, if you're harming yourself or things like that, we, we need to disclose. But uh, it's a confidential service, so mm -hmm. it won't. It won't. Uh, uh, you know, their business is not going to be aired out. Um, some of the things that I believe are needed. Um, education, mm -hmm. again, school counselors can do a lot in the school systems, mm -hmm. uh, just educating the parents about, again, the importance of mental health. And why does it matter? Because we need to, it helps us to relate with other people, it helps us to function in society, to work healthily with others. Mm -hmm. um, you know, social media, I think it's also important. We need to use do a lot of campaigns to destigmatize mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. uh, third, Latinos tend to cope uh, a lot with using faith. Mm -hmm. Their faith, their spirituality is important. So um, I believe we also need to reach out to pastors, priests, clergy, whoever, mm -hmm. in that role so that they can do appropriate referrals later mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's more at the systems level if you want to, but at the personal level, I mean, there are certain things that we can do. Uh, first of all, don't label people. Mm -hmm. As simple as that, you know. Oh, he's bipolar, or mm -hmm. um, he's OCD, or she's depressed, and so forth. I mean, people are more than their diagnosis. Right. People are human beings, and they're simply experiencing you know, brokenness and pain in their life. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's genetics, you know, it's a biological disease, or maybe situational, things mm -hmm. happens in our life. And, you know, can we really treat each other with respect, mm -hmm. acknowledging that what is personal sometimes is what is most universal mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, we think we are the only ones, you know, so that uh, person first, that's how we call it, um, language, Mm -hmm. um, don't be afraid of people with mental health. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can see them, what we call acting in an unusual way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we are afraid that they're going to be violent. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, it's the opposite. You know, they tend to be victims of violence. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's a lot of myth that we need to dismystify as mm -hmm. well. Um, yeah, I mean, probably offer support. You know, don't don't tell people, oh, get over it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you cannot get over it, a disease. Right. What we need to tell people is that treatment works. Mm -hmm. It works. Uh, recovery is possible. Mm -hmm. I think that's the message that we need to be sending out. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Um, now, what are some some of the most common mental mm. health disorders affecting Latinos? Hmm. Uh, there aren't that many differences, again, with the mm -hmm. rest of the population. Uh, but, yeah, anxiety mm -hmm. is very common, uh, depression as well, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, mm -hmm. Uh, alcoholism mm -hmm. usually accompanies depression, accompanies anxiety, mm -hmm. or even post-traumatic stress. Um, the one that worries me uh, significantly is uh, suicide mm -hmm. uh, in younger female uh, Latinas. Mm -hmm. And again, there's a lot of signs and symptoms that if we educate each other on those, mm -hmm. people will know that they need help. Mm -hmm. And instead of self-medicating, you know, we will try to look for what I call a integration of a formal support system like counseling, reaching out to the Latino population using their natural support systems, mm -hmm. you know. So being able, for example, to integrate family, friends, Uh, faith, mm -hmm. uh, even home remedies, you know, or even a shaman, perhaps, you know, in a counseling session, that's critical for success. Um, there's a lot of, again, signs and symptoms that people can be educated and, uh, you know, they go from behavioral things, people withdrawing, mm -hmm. don't doing things that they have, uh, they used to have pleasure with, or sometimes people overeat, or they don't eat or oversleep. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of behaviors that start changing, mood changes, uh, you know, people are a little moody, irritable. Mm -hmm. So when those signs start to happen, weariness, a thought that is intrusive, and things like that, I mean, among many others, certainly, um, it's time to look for help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Would you say that um, there there is different approaches approaches about treating abuelito and his men <laughs> mental health um, uh, hmm. uh, condition and mm -hmm. maybe a Latina teenager, a, a young mm -hmm. girl? Uh, <laughs> that's a very, very good question. Um, If we're talking about in the U.S., mm -hmm. uh, I think that one of the first things that we need to differentiate is levels of assimilation and acculturation. It's not the same someone who has been living here for 20 years, someone who have just migrated, mm -hmm. uh, or having the what I call the sandwich generation, you know, the the first generation born here under immigrant parents mm -hmm. or el abuelito, right, the grandparents and so forth. So uh, we need to differentiate those. Um, now, treating, uh, let's say, depression, anxiety, whether it's an abuelito or a young person, actually the treatment may be the same. Okay. Um, you know, psychotherapy, there's different approaches to, you know, CBT, DBT. I mean, it's up to the counselor also, you know, to, to see what works. Um, <clears throat> but, again, it's the integration, the use of family and faith and fun and, mm -hmm. you know, I call it the F, mm -hmm. you know, uh, food, <laughs> all those things. Um, uh, I believe the older generations probably will cope very well with just talking to family and mm -hmm. friends and mm -hmm. having fun and and even having a meal, you know, food, people born around the table. And that's an outlet. People can share their concerns. Uh, what worries me is really the young Latina 
and its relationship with their mothers. That's primarily the pair that has been studied in, in many research. Why? Because sometimes the mother tends to be, again, immigrant, you mm-hmm. know, from a, a Latino country, and they may expect their young daughters to behave I will call it Latino way, you know, mm-hmm. like they behave in Mexico, in Santo Domingo, in Peru or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And you have this person, this young woman that has grown up in the United States mm-hmm. that is probably dressing very differently from <laughs> what people may have dressed in their native countries or mm-hmm. parents' native countries, you know, is behaving differently, wants autonomy, wants independence. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they find themselves, some of, well, I would say a lot of Latinas, find themselves in in this situation where do I honor my heritage, my family, and yet I want to be this independent woman. Like I see my my friends, you know, even leaving for college and Mm -hmm. here, can I even leave home? Mm-hmm. Is that an opportunity? Should I be doing that? And 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 this young Latina is in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. It's really in a lot of pain to the point that is now psychological pain. It's losing their sense of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, life is losing meaning. They don't know what to do, and um, suicide becomes a very appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, according to NAMI, Latina yeah. high school students show a higher rate of suicide yes. uh, due to the lack of mental health awareness or treatment. Yes. Um, yes. What can we do to prevent this from escalating? What are what are some of the programs or maybe um, resources that we mm-hmm. need to make available to uh, to our youth? Yes. Well, I wanted first to say that. Uh, you know, being a part of the Counseling Ed program at OSU, I'm so proud of, you know, how we are training those future counselors, especially school counselors, mm-hmm. uh, to know the signs and do those type of interventions. Um, what is it that we need to do? Prevention. Mm-hmm. Education. We don't need to wait until a person is suicidal. Mm-hmm. We need to catch the person when they are stressed, mm-hmm. you know. People tend to be stressed first, then they get anxious, then they get hopeless, mm-hmm. you know. So we need to catch them here. Um, and that's, uh, I believe the school, the schools are the way of doing it. Social media is the way of doing it. Uh, talking about resources, um, there are very good resources, um, some of them even in Spanish. So that's, that's good. Uh, you already mentioned NAMI, mm-hmm. uh, NAMI.org. Um, they have a whole session in Spanish, mm-hmm. uh, which is called Co- Compartiendo Esperanza, Sharing Hope. And they have a lot of handouts already with all those signs in English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. And even how to, what are the things that people can do, where to go. Uh, it's an excellent, excellent resource, uh, NAMI. MentalHealthAmerica.net. Um, uh, again, they have a whole page on resources for Spanish speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would like to say that it's, uh, these, these handouts are cultural sensitive, mm-hmm. cultural competent. Uh, they do differentiate, you know, um, how to intervene. And SAMHSA, that's the one that I really want to highlight is, uh, spelled S-A-M-H-S-A dot gov. That stands for Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Um, 
anyone can go there and you can search for, according to your zip code, you can search for any agency and you could even write down if they have Spanish or not, mm-hmm. uh, translators or even if they provide services in Spanish. Although we have to be careful because sometimes people believe that because they know Spanish, that means that they are cultural sensitive and right. not necessarily, right? But anyway, um, people can search for uh, agencies and help that way. And there's also um, those services usually have a, a scale pay, you mm-hmm. know, uh, so if there's no insurance or things like that, they may still provide the service for a very low um, rate, mm-hmm. sometimes even for free, is it, is it necessary? Mm-hmm. Or any Latino agency will probably have a connection already with a clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only mental health, but also health care. Because Latinos, the way they cope, they tend to go to the doctors. Right. Because, you know, my, I have a headache or, you know, my heart is pounding and they think it's, it's a panic attack, but they don't know. They think mm-hmm. that maybe, you know, they're having a heart attack or something. So they tend to go to the doctors, and the doctors are also an excellent source of a referral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Clinica Latina here, right, in, right, in right. Columbus is an excellent resource as well. Right. You mentioned earlier um, that Latinos are people of faith, and, and mm. they sh- that, that should be considered uh, when um, getting treatment, right, integrating their mm-hmm. faith practices. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I, but I want to say, too, that okay. maybe that's the yeah. way that we can encourage uh, or provide more education, right, through our churches Absolutely. or something like that, where the priest or whoever, mm-hmm. you know, the, the faith leader mm-hmm. um, begins to have those conversations. You know, mm-hmm. if, you need, if you need help with this, these mm-hmm. are the resources in our community. Yeah. Because some Latinos might hear from, you know, the faith leader and say, oh, okay, you yeah. know, el padre dijo, entonces mm-hmm. voy a hacerlo, mm-hmm. ¿no? So, um, so there's that. And then there's also just yeah. uh, making sure that we, Mm-hmm. We understand mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the faith practices mm-hmm. of our patients, and I would say this is in general, right? But yeah. since yeah. we're talking about Latinos mm-hmm. and how do how do we yeah. integrate into their plan? Absolutely, the absolutely. Plan. Uh, Latinos will trust the referral. Mm. Latinos will trust the referral. Um, I cannot agree more. Sometimes their faith is what we call a protective factor, so it's part of the support system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if a counselor feels comfortable perhaps really um, allowing a, a, a patient or a client to pray, for example, in a session. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, that could be more healing mm-hmm. than any other intervention. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's important. Um, but sometimes instead of being a protective factor, it's the opposite. You know, God has abandoned me. Mm. Where, where, where is he, you know, in, in my life now? How did he allow X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's, again, it could be a protective factor, but it could also be, um, uh, you know, a factor that may cause more pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Um, you mentioned uh, throughout our conversation, you've mentioned uh, healthcare system and access, access to insurance and the mm. lack of access mm. to insurance. Mm. Um, so one of the things that we noticed, too, is that there seems to be a lot of uh, disparities um, in access to treatment and the quality of treatment. And, mm. and I think one of the things that you mentioned is making sure that whoever the health pr- healthcare provider is, is culturally competent, right? Yes. Um, yes. 
would that be also one of the reasons why maybe a patient that has, mm. um, you know, mental health concerns um, goes, but then encounters somebody that doesn't understand them, and so they Gone. leave and they don't come back ever, Correct. right? Um, so talk to us it's a little very, bit about. It's that. very sad. Mm-hmm. It's very sad that for those who who pass the stigma, right, and are ready to look for the mm-hmm. services. And then they don't receive the service that they deserve. Mm-hmm. It's very sad because if Latinos, well, and this is not only true for Latinos, this is true for a lot of ethnic minority groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe research shows that the first session is the session. If they don't establish trust, mm-hmm. if they don't believe that they can really work with these therapists, they're not going to come back. Mm-hmm. They're going to see it as a waste of time, as a waste of money. Uh, they may have even give up, you know, one day of work, right. perhaps, um, you know, child care, things like that, you know, to go and to find a person that is not sensitive to their needs. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's sad. I mean, it fails the profession. So that's why also universities, you know, uh, they have to be training all their counselors in social justice issues, mm-hmm. in um, uh, multicultural and con- competent interventions mm-hmm. for for um, yeah diverse populations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna, um, thank you for this conversation. Is <laughs> is there anything else you would like to add about um, a- you know anything mm-hmm. related to uh, Latino mental health or resources or just mm-hmm. um, you know what what can people do to take that first step? You know one one of the things that I I strongly believe that Latinos are very resilient. Mm -hmm. It's a community that just doesn't give up easily, you know, regardless of how they're feeling. It it perseveres. Um, If we can understand that our concerns, you know, um, are universal. Sometimes we believe it's just me, Mm -hmm. you know, when... It's it's everyone. Mm -hmm. It's like your pain is my pain, pretty Mm much. can we really support each other and encourage each other to look for a place of healing, you know, a place where you don't have to live like this. You don't have to live broken. I mean, you have a choice. And even if that sometimes implies going to a foreign service, mm-hmm. um, give yourself the opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, because at the end, regardless of how we experience pain, we cope with it, we understand it. The truth of the matter is that that counselor and that client are human beings, Mm -hmm. and they can connect at the level of the human experience, Mm. and and that I believe it's it's universal. So let's let's help each other to become whole again. We don't we don't have to live broken lives. Mm. No. Thank you, Ana. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fue un placer hablar contigo y Mm -hmm. gracias por esta conversación. Al contrario, gracias a ti. Mm A todos, gracias por escucharnos y recuerden seguirnos en Facebook y de compartir este podcast con otros. Hasta la próxima. Chao. (laughs) 